Sean Corrales was interviewed during intermission of the Islanders-Boston Bruins game this past week, and he gave some pretty impressive analysis. But what do you guys want to do to get more shots on net? Well, I think, uh, I mean, we need offense, so it is shots on net. I shoot the puck. So to get shots on net, you just uh, put the puck in deep. You got to be in the zone to get shots on net. And to get shots on net, you just shoot. Yeah, so really, really crushing it there. Uh, definitely kind of changed my opinion on how, you know, offense works. Well, he brings up hockey. a lot of good points. Yeah. That in order to get more shots on goal, yeah. you need to shoot, shoot the puck. Yeah, shooting is important so that to getting makes, shots on that goal. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, it, and I... Sometimes you need it straight up, call it how it is. Yeah. And that's I mean, how it there, works. it's nice. There's no sugar coating. There's no like beating around the bush. It's just, you know, if we want to get shots on goal, what we need to do is we need to shoot the puck. It makes on, all the sense yeah, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it, you know what? It's, it it's about legit. time that somebody breaks it down in a way that a goalie like me can actually understand, <laughs> you know, because really, I, I don't necessarily understand a lot of like strategy in hockey. So, you know, when somebody gives it to you straight like that, I really appreciate it. So thank you, Sean Corrales, for uh, that just expert analysis. And, and I feel like I've learned something today. The more you know. The more you know. Sound of Hockey episode 66. We're calling this one the Josh Hosang episode. Obviously, because he's the most famous player to ever wear number 66, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay. So here's the here's the bit is obviously the best player to ever wear number 66 was Mario Lemieux. We know this. But remember when Josh Hosang came up as a rookie, and he's actually still in Bridgeport Sound, so he's still not really in the NHL. He's played a few NHL games, I know, but, um, but he's back with Bridgeport. Uh, but he came up and he was wearing number 66, and there was this big uproar because he was – quote-unquote disrespectful to wear number 66 just like how nobody will wear number 99 because it's you know it's Gretzky's number even though it hasn't been retired throughout the league whatever so uh, I thought that was kind of funny and, and now he's kind of back in the news again isn't he yeah so he uh didn't make the club he was put on waivers at the beginning of the year after camp and kind of demanded a trade mm-hmm. or requested a trade and the Islander said well don't go to Bridgeport like while they tried to deal him or yeah try to trade him yeah and turns out they couldn't trade him, and he's finally reporting back to Bridgeport, uh, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Yeah, he's an interesting case. I feel like he's one of those guys that uh, has a ton of skill, but just hasn't been able to like find a place. And I wonder if it's, you know, the, the Islanders don't seem to think that highly of him in terms of like being a kind of a, a top prospect, just because they keep putting him back in Bridgeport. So um, anyway, let's get on with our show here. Uh, so I am Darren Brown, a.k.a. at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter. Joined as always by Andy. Wait a minute. That's not Andy Eyed over there. That's Wade the intern. Wade the intern. How are you doing, Wade? I am doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> so we've been promising forever and ever that uh, if you all helped us get to 100 reviews on uh, on iTunes before Halloween, then we'd do something special for you. Well, we're not able to get Andy here today, but maybe we'll give him a call later because he's at the Seahawks game and he's traveling and all this stuff and it's a holiday week. So our special thing is we have Wade the intern here filling in for Andy. So uh, Wade, it's great to finally have you on the show. Thank you for all the hard work you do behind the scenes. Um, how are you enjoying your internship so far? Oh, it's been great. Yeah. You guys have been great to me. Uh-huh. Even though we kind of keep you in a cage and don't let you do anything other than just work on our podcast? Well, yeah, I get to, I get to mail out 
lots of t-shirts. So I learned a new skill on how to fold. <laughs> that's good. I, hey, that's something you can use in the real world, you know. You Are you keeping, know. Your, keeping your grades up and everything? I actually haven't been to school in a while. Okay. Is that because we're working you too hard or? Catering to Mr. Brown's whims. Yeah. <laughs> He's been very busy. Yeah. Uh, and I am also joined by John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, everyone. I'm NHL2Seattle on Twitter. Uh-huh. And uh, we are coming to you from Bardown Studios in Seattle. Excited to be here with you all on this holiday week. We'll start with the review, as we like to do. This one comes from JF Hockey, H-A-W-K-Y. I'm not sure if that's like a hockey, like H-O-C-K-E-Y pun or not, but JF Hockey Great podcast. Naming the podcast is great touch. I'm not really sure what that means. Um, and is simple and solid starter for this podcast. Maybe it's saying that it's like Sound of Hockey is it's a on, good yeah, name brand. for the, Okay, yeah. it's on brand. Uh, love all the segments. Goalie Gear Corner, Minutia. Yep, I agree. Those two That's are great. Cool. Uh, you don't segment. <laughs> you don't see that every day. Weekly one timers and quizzical. He says he or she says, I love the guest interviews, love all the different people that you interview, looking forward to future and repeat guests, your team's wealth of knowledge and on so many leagues and willingness to share is fun. Excited for Seattle to get an NHL team. And thanks for helping build a great hockey community. Keep up the great work. P.S. Do crap weasels prefer to eat Canucks, sharks or ducks? That's a good question. Yes. A very, very good question. I would say ducks would be the most feasible thing for a crap weasel to eat. So, And who doesn't like a nice, nice duck? It's delicious. I'm not a big duck fan. Oh, I'm no? I'm sure crap weasels love them. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's get into our show then, I guess. Uh, hey, Connor McDavid and Leon, Dr Leon Dreisaitl, they're pretty good. Um, so they've each reached the 60-point mark uh, in 2019-2020, and we are before game 40 of the season. So they are the sixth set of teammates in the last 30 years to accomplish that feat. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, they might be good at hockey. But it also... Uh, as a, a signal that they're re really relying heavily on those two guys and they're logging a lot of minutes. Yeah. Um, they are awesome. So the Edmonton played Dallas and then my game down there and it was when they got on the ice for the power play, it was something to see. It's it's a very enjoyable, you should watch a power play with those two guys. Where do you think they stack up among like the best du like duo of players over time? Wade, well, do you have an opinion here? Well, I'm, they're certainly not Gretzky and Messier. Okay. Uh, I would I would have to say those would probably be the two best duo okay of all time um, I'm impressed at your your depth being that you're just college aged like your history you knowledge. Just, well, did you do the research before you got the internship or while you were I didn't on know anything about hockey before the internship <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're below Gretzky and Messier yes. but what about like Lemieux Yager no not quite right they're they're not quite Lemieux Yager either right they haven't I mean, they haven't had the longevity. Well, sure. Yeah, they're still right. Both I mean, young. from one season, maybe. How about this one? How about McDavid, Drysidle, like now versus Crosby, Malkin, more in their primes than they are? I think they're kind of both past their primes, right? What do you think? I would still like to see them win a playoff series. Okay. Win. Oh, that's fair. Have. Uh, yeah, that's dude, overall insight. success yeah, from before I would good. before I, I would give them those kind of props. Wade well, was a wait, good hire, man. Yeah, should we? Is this like a tryout? I, I mean, don't know. I mean, Andy clearly prioritizes football <laughs> over over hockey. Yeah, we know this. We know you should this be sure. on notice. Uh, Andy, Andy, you're on notice if you hear this. Yeah. Speaking of uh, good hockey players, Blake Wheeler, who I played against in Pee Wee's, by the way. Uh, he, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Uh, he scored on me a lot. Uh, he passed Ilya Kovalchuk for most points in franchise history, and by franchise I mean Jets slash Thrashers, right? And we talked last week about how Kovalchuk is now trying to leave the Kings, so he if he, <laughs> he returns could, to Winnipeg, he could return to Winnipeg and, and Blake increase Wheeler those up. numbers. Yeah, that yeah. would be 
would be interesting. But uh, that's a pretty big deal. And then, oh, speaking of getting their names etched in the record books, Noel Achari, of all people, almost set a uh, an NHL record by having, well, not really almost, but he had two back-to-back games with a hat trick. If he had done it a third time, which he didn't, that would have been the first player in NHL <laughs> it's history. interesting too. hypothetical. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think the news is that he had two back-to-back hat tricks. Now, do you know Achari is... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Achari is from Rhode Island. Uh-huh. Do you know how many other players are from Rhode Island in the NHL right now? Like currently? Yeah. Zero? Three. There's zero. Oh, oh good Ooh, guess though. Wade yeah, jump, jumps in. He was there very confident. There, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> there hasn't been uh, a player from Rhode Island in like 10 years where it's only been Achari. So mm. uh, he's undrafted, played at Providence. That's in Rhode Island too, right? That's right. Good. And then he played for the Providence Bruins. <laughs> God, Wade, f***ing sharp. Crushing it. <laughs> I have to bleep horn now, don't I? Did you say F word? I might have. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Achari, Rhode Island. Good, good Rhode Island boy. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, and then the other kind of like big-ish NHL news that we want to talk about, we're kind of all over the map here to start. This is, it feels weird with well, Wade next to me. Well, because Wade's not kind of like keeping us on path. He's uh-huh. like part of the show, so he can't do both jobs, yeah, yeah. which is kind of... Yeah, yeah right, which is what he's them. normally doing here. Yeah. Um, okay, so Leas Anderson has been uh, officially suspended by the Rangers because he left the Hartford Wolfpack uh, and he's essentially demanded a trade request from the Rangers. So what's the story here, John? I know that uh, he's kind of a high pick and like, is is it that he's not really living up to it or what's what's happening? I think it's a little of both, right? I'm not sure about what kind of opportunity he's getting, but Leah Anderson's uh, definitely been, you know, I think he was a top 15 draft pick mm-hmm. in 2017. I think he was seven overall. Oh, based on what the notes say, yeah, yeah seventh overall. Yeah. You might remember Leah Anderson as the uh, Swede who lost in the gold medal of the World Juniors in 2017. Mm-hmm. And threw his medal into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, That's that was quite Anderson. the move. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, he's a kid. He's an eighteen-year-old kid. Like, I'm not gonna fault him for that. But um, he's just not. He's just not living up to expectations. I think he wants to. He wants an opportunity. He wants to be in the NHL. It's. Uh, he will have to be protected. Whoever has him, like because he's played, he's played. Uh, he played last year in in pro. Okay. You never know how those kind of scenarios play out in Seattle as like a new opportunity and a fresh start. And sometimes. That's what expansion teams, I know that's what Vegas kind of looked looked at players that just haven't been given the opportunity or the chances or the, or the time, like a third, third line forwards where they're probably a top six forward, give them the opportunity in expansion team. So I, I think it's a stretch to think that he would be in Seattle, but it's it's an interesting scenario and, a, and an example of what could play out here. Hmm. It's, it's always interesting to see a player demand a trade, right? And when it's a young guy like this with a lot of seemingly a lot of skill and a lot of future ahead of him, you know, to know that things aren't quite going the way that him and his agent and whoever else is around him want it to go. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I will be keeping an eye on that as well. And yeah. I hope that he doesn't throw any other medals into the crowd because I thought that was a bad look. Can I interject something Sure. About yeah, that? please do. <laughs> have you some... thrown a medal into the you don't crowd? Have to raise your no. hand every, you don't have to raise your hand every time. Yeah. No, but... Well, there, there's... hold on. During the podcast, when we have you on as a, like, part of the podcast... Then you don't have to raise your hand to interject, but otherwise we prefer that you raise your hand. Yeah, you when still have to, to do us. it yeah. when we're off. Uh, okay, yeah. Mr. Brown. <laughs> okay, please, please go ahead. Interject. Well, yeah, interject. Well, this is really more about. I've always had a problem with hockey championships or after the game that they make the losing team stand on the ice for so long. Okay. I think that's terribly unfair to those players mm-hmm. that after they shake hands, they have to go through that ceremony and the usually the medal. 
presentation. Then I got to sit and watch the other team celebrate where when I compete, I just would rather go right to the locker room and be done with it. Sure. So you saw him throw that silver medal in the crowd and you're like, yes, finally. Somebody well, I, taking a stand. Maybe. Hey, Wade, what's your favorite NHL team, by the way? The Arizona Coyotes. Oh, interesting. All right, so they're kind of good this year. What's the latest? I think Darcy Kemper got hurt. Are you yeah. concerned about that at all? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad they have Rata. Okay. Uh, that gives them, hopefully, some depth. He hasn't played much, so he mm. should be rested enough to probably log some minutes over the next couple weeks if need be sure um how are you liking the taylor hall deal so far he's looked good i mean it me only being a hockey fan for a year Mm -hmm. i can only rely on you since you started right i can only rely on my grandmother to tell Mm -hmm. me who's been watching them for years (laughs) and she said to me she's like they've never had a superstar like this right so it's i guess really exciting for the fan base and to keep the team there, that would be really key to, to energize the fan base, for one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were first place already. They added a, a top-level talent. And I'm pretty optimistic that uh, we could probably make the playoffs this year. Yeah. What about uh, Phil Kessel? What Phil Kessel, I've been pretty disappointed. Not as many hot dogs as you would have expected him to eat. He can eat as many as he wants. I'd just like him to score some goals. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but, I mean, you got to think, because they're playing together, right? Hall and Kessel? Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's got to have a positive impact for... Kessel, you would think, to have an elite talent like that playing next to him. He's got to catch the pass first. Yeah, okay. He flubs a lot (laughs) of passes. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think he's struggling in Arizona? Uh, Because maybe he's not the player he used to be. He's Mm. not young. I also think the uh, defensive structure that Tockett instills Mm -hmm. diminishes his game a little bit. I I think he was used to playing with Malkin and Crosby and and Letang, and those are, you know, dynamic offensive players. And there aren't those same type of players. Now, Taylor Hall's there. You might be right. That may help. But he's had chances, and he's not finishing, and they've set him up, and he's fanned on more shots than I can remember anybody fanning on. (laughs) So I wonder if there's a stat for that. (laughs) Anybody tracking... Fan, fan, sh- fan shots per 60. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, hopefully he'll he'll turn it around in the second half. You know, I like, he, he seems to be having fun. Like, he smiles a lot. It looks like he's, you know, his teammates like him, and I think that's good. I don't think he's been pouting about it, but he just, he needs to do what they brought him in to do, which is score goals. Mm, just not doing it yet. Not to the, the amount that I'm satisfied yeah. with. Okay. Well, a lot, of, a lot of season left. He's playing with a really good player next to him now, so maybe he will... He will get it going. But uh, thank you for all that wonderful Arizona insight. We appreciate that, Wade. The NHL named their all-star captains. They are Alex Ovechkin, David Pasternak, Nathan McKinnon, and the aforementioned Connor McDavid. Uh, Some Uh, big surprises. I mean, yeah, really, really (laughs) (laughs) shocking, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what what do we want to say about this? I'm not really sure. At what point does Alex Ovechkin not be an all-star captain anymore? Hasn't he skipped a couple every once in a while? Yeah, but I think, well, maybe that's it. If they make him a captain, then he feels more. Well, the fans (laughs) voted him. Okay. But, I mean, obviously. forget about the fan vote aspect of it. Obviously, all those guys deserve it. Pasternak's. Unbelievable this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, seeing those guys in three-on-three three is awesome. Uh, the All-Star game's maybe not the most entertaining. Mm-hmm. but or the Wait, do you watch the All-Star game? Andy doesn't. Yes. You watch it. Okay. Now that's the three-on-three. Three. You like it more now that it's Oh, yeah, it's exciting. You're a big uh, John Scott fan because he was playing for Arizona, right? Oh, huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, no offense to Wade, but I kind of miss Andy. I think we should give him a call quick. I know he's at the Seahawks game, but maybe we can uh, catch him here. Let's give it a try. Hello? Andy? 
Yeah. Hey, it's it's Darren and John and Wade the intern. How are you doing? How's it going? I can barely hear you, but I can hear that it's Darren and John. Okay, and Wade the intern. He's taking your spot on the podcast. And Wade the intern. Yeah. yeah. Should I be worried? Yes, yes, you should. I'm gonna Wally Pip you. Yeah. So are <laughs> are the Seahawks winning? The Seahawks are not winning. It's twenty to seven. Oh no. Oh. And that you stinks. You skipped. And it's raining. You skipped recording for that game. What the hell's going on? Well, we are sitting in the fourth row. Oh. oh okay. Oh. That's cool. Are you drunk? That's cool. How drunk are you? I'm not very drunk at all. I've had eight beers. Okay. All right. All right. I don't believe you, but that's good. The rest good. of this weekend was different, though. Yeah. The rest of this weekend was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any hockey knowledge that you want to share with us? I cannot hear what you do that. Oh. Are there are there any former WHLers playing in that football game? There are not any WHLers playing in the football game, no. <laughs> All right, have fun at the game, Andy. Merry Christmas. All right, have, have fun. All right, Andy. All right, so Wade, explain to me the Wally Pip joke. What does that mean? Well, Wally Pip was a first baseman for the New York Yankees back in the 1920s, I okay. believe. This is another grandmother story? Great-grandma. Okay, oh, okay. okay. Uh, anyhow, I digress. Uh, he called in sick one day. He said he had a headache because the manager, I don't know his name, told him to take an aspirin and, and sit on the bench. And they were going to put in some fresh talent. Well, that player turned out to be Lou Gehrig, who, <laughs> until Cal Ripken broke his record, played first base for the Yankees for... I don't know, like 2013 games or yeah. something like that after that. So consecutively. Consecutively. Yeah. So Wally Pip never got his job back. <laughs> was he sitting on the bench the whole time? I think he eventually caught on with some other teams, but <laughs> that's that's been the reference. Like when you lose your job, it's, yeah. you've been Wally Pip. You got Wally Pipped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. So Andy, getting Wally Pipped on this episode. But thank you for taking the call, Andy. That uh, showed some dedication, which was great. And hope you're having a good time at the game where the Seahawks are kind of getting smoked by Arizona, but uh, at least as of this moment. So last week we had Chris Peters on, and I thought he gave some fantastic analysis of the World Junior Championship and, and what to watch for next week. So that was fun. Uh, but then just at the time that we were posting that, uh, that episode, he also put out a story of his top college club hockey jerseys and uniforms uh, on ESPN that was pretty awesome it got a lot of like uh responses and and things like that on social media with other people that felt they had been kind of snubbed like other schools and uh man it's just awesome like it it kind of goes to show you like what you can do with a hockey jersey and um you know college teams like ncaa division one teams they i feel like their their jerseys are pretty well known so when you see like traditional football or basketball schools wearing hockey uniforms it's it's pretty cool yeah i thought it was awesome and it reminded me how when you look at the nhl it's they're rather bland Mm -hmm. i think i mean we're used to them and i think they're cool jerseys but for the most part they're kind of toned down where the college ones are like pretty obnoxious right in a way and are very creative and i'm and i'm hoping seattle does something a little bit untraditional and goes a little kind of bold yeah. with some of these things. Well, I think what the what the deal is with NHL jerseys is that you have to appeal to such a wide audience, you know, or at least in theory you have to. And I think anytime any any team has ever taken like a an approach of doing something a little different, they kind of get skewered, you know. Yeah, you don't want to really appeal to like modern and newer fans and like <laughs> right. younger fans that are like a little bit more into no, these no, things. No, no, that would be no. terrible. That would be No, terrible you wouldn't want to grow that yeah. fan base. Yeah. 
Let's kind of keep it traditional. Yeah, but anyway, so in the <laughs> in his countdown, he gave the the top billing to the Oregon Ducks, which is a pretty good look. It's like a it's like a Kelly green color, uh, and it's got the Donald Duck logo on the chest, so it's it's very cool. Uh, Washington State got a mention on his list. University of Washington did not. Um, but other, t- yeah, Boise State was in there too. John's scrolling through, so I'm looking at the pictures. But, uh, but give that that uh, story a look because it's it's pretty awesome. And um, he did come up with some uniforms. some deep cuts, yeah, some deep, deep cuts, cuts, if you will, deep cuts, fun uniforms, and uh, and goes. And then go go on to Twitter and look at his thread with that too, because everybody responded with the ones that he left off. And there's some just fantastic uniforms. The Tennessee that he ones, include, so. the Vols yeah. are great. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, Tennessee has like the orange and white checkers on the shoulders. Um, there was a Virginia Cavaliers where it's like this little cartoon <laughs> dude like riding a riding a horse and like it's just just awesome awesome uniform so let's get into our segments and we haven't done this one for quite a while because the person that's usually at the center of this particular segment hasn't been all that wild this year which i'm not sure what that's about well, i think it's the team hasn't been that great okay so, so maybe he's just of... not getting as much attention but the segment i'm talking about of course is retorts it's been a long time since we've had a john tortorella ism to <laughs> to include on the show but we have a good one here it is i don't have any words to describe it you feel like you know what to expect from this team from night to night against teams? i don't have any words to describe it I think Milano's was a penalty shot there. The, the I'm not answering that question. It has nothing to do with the outcome of the game. I hope he got you guys a point tonight. Is that the way you basically look at he this? He played. Game? He played really good. Disappointed by the total amount of shots on goal, not to be able to Just thrilled with him. Team. Just thrilled with him. That's a great question, too. I mean, you get that. You get the performance in Washington. Did you think that was to carry over into a game like this? I don't this? have any words to describe it. I don't know what to tell you guys. So that's from the game with the Pittsburgh Penguins last week. Pittsburgh ended up winning that one 1-0 in overtime. I just, I still don't fully understand this approach. Like, he makes it seem like the like it's the media's fault almost, that he doesn't want to talk. Like, And it's just like, you know, it's... <laughs> It's not the media's fault. They're doing their jobs. They're doing what they're supposed to do. But man, there's there's nights when he just he won't say anything. He also was in the news this past week because they there was a kid that was like shadowing somebody or whatever. Job shadowing a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. And he asked a question and Torts like gave a a really legitimate answer there, which is And then told him like that's a good question. That's a good question. That was pretty good. So anyway, Torts Torts is back. I love it. I like Torts' bit. And I think I think the media's like in on it too. They know. They know know, and it's like oh, exactly. Here we go. Here we go. One of these like, let me let me just kind of get some get some tortisms yeah. in there. Do you, do you think he does it so he doesn't have to like chastise his players? Like they get the idea through that? Maybe. I think it's it's definitely the only intention he has there is to like send a message to the players, right? To like show that he's publicly angry at them for the way that they played. I think that's the only thing that he's trying to do there. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's my favorite. I, I, I think he's just pissed off mm. and yeah. and he just doesn't want to talk. About oh, so you it. think it's sincere? You think that's yeah. like actually he doesn't want to talk to the media a little bit, because like, he's mad. He's contractually obligated to speak to the media after, and I think he's pretty. He gets pretty upset about it, like Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And where he's like, okay, I'm, I have to do this, and I'm just going to give you stupid answers <laughs> until you're done asking questions. Well, he could have thanked them for asking then. <laughs> well, he thanked the kid. He did. Right? <laughs> Uh, okay, we also have a few you don't see that every days. I always, I never know how to do that plurally. Like, is it the day? Plural? Wait, can you just take notes and see? How we can 
research that, how okay. to pluralize that. We'll workshop how to pluralize. You don't see that every day because we have three of them. So first one comes from uh, my beer league game that I played in this past week. Uh, this guy, Paul, who is actually John's friend, and I think he might be a listener of the show. Uh, he was on the opposing team, and I, I recognized him from a few skates, and like we've we've had beers together before. So I was like, oh, hey, there's that guy, Paul. So halfway through the game, he gets a penalty, and I still don't know what the original penalty was for. It was a pretty questionable call. But he goes to the box, and in the first two periods, it's running time. So so penalties are three minutes long, which doesn't make much sense to me. But and so he it's comes running time. Sure, fine, whatever. He comes out of the box though, and I guess he jumps out like two seconds early. So he catches the pass just as he's coming out of the box, skates in on me like he's gonna be on a breakaway, and the ref blows a whistle and sends him right back into the box. So he spent like six straight minutes in the penalty box because he had jumped out of the out of the box early, which I. I thought it was pretty funny. And, and it's just, not because he played the puck right. from the... Well, I don't know. I mean, I know because you see that sometimes in the NHL. Like, with, yeah. if the guy plays the puck before he steps onto the ice, then that's... Um, a penalty. Right, that's a penalty. They have to go back in. But I guess he just was straight up cheating and just, like, jumped out of the box before his penalty was over. So, interesting Well, they don't move. have they don't have those uh, uh, penalty box uh, tenants right. that and write everything down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You love that guy, the guy that's yeah. taking notes in the I penalty box. I think it's, it's that, that industry. That's a safe industry when you're not you're not upgrading the input right. from the clipboard. Right. Well, I saw one guy hand the guy in the penalty box Gatorade bottle, too. Mm. Like, they're almost like uh, concierge or butlers in there. <laughs> <laughs> so paul you are the subject of you don't see that every day congratulations uh our next you don't see that every day michael delzato he was playing for the uh the anaheim ducks he tried to kind of loft a backhander out of the zone well i guess he was trying to like bank it off the glass to his yep. teammate or whatever but uh he fires it right at the ref and the puck just disappears so the ref blows the whistle stops the game and pulls the puck out of his pocket so he it, shot the puck directly into the ref's pocket. In the meantime, like there was <laughs> players from both teams like surrounding the ref, r- waiting for it to drop yeah. from wherever it was. Yeah, like and he's about to get like two-handed or something. But uh, that was pretty good. I love one, that. One in a million shot. Remember that episode of Seinfeld where uh, George's dad sits on the little Fusilli Jerry yes, figurine, of course. right? Yeah, one, one in a million, million shot, yeah, Doc. Like, one in a million shot, right into the ref's pocket. The one in a million episode. shot. It was, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then our last, you don't see that every day. We had this goalie in, uh, I think it was in the AHL. Was this the Manitoba Moose, if I'm not yeah. mistaken? Yeah. Catches the puck and tries to punt it. I don't understand this move. I really don't. This I've tried to punt. And he actually makes pretty good contact. But, like, why doesn't he just drop it and, like, pass it? He well, because there's a just... player. Like, so if he's if they're killing a penalty, that's, yeah. that's the scenario I see. Okay. And he's just trying to punt it out of the zone. Sure. Man, it's dangerous though, because this guy is crashing in on him from the other team, and he like his this looks like it's the San Antonio Rampage. The goalie's skate is like up in the guy's face as he's crashing in, and man, he could have done some serious damage. I wonder, I wonder if that's gonna create a. It was a close call, and maybe they're gonna say like, okay, you can't, can't you can't punt the puck yeah, anymore. Kick. Yeah, do we Actually, know when what the score of the game was? I don't. I, I mean, was I, this just a goalie that was just out some more angered context here. for how the game's been going? <laughs> Um, it could have been, and you know, I will tell you that, like in practices a few times, um, I actually have tried to punt the puck, and it's really hard to do. So the fact that he makes pretty good contact there is kind of impressive. But uh, anyway, you don't see that every day. No, Boy, you don't. Punting the puck. Don't. I, there was a, a pretty common thing for Dwayne Rollison back in the day. He used to drop the puck and try to like bat it with the 
paddle of yeah, his stick. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. Right? But, man, you just don't see the punt. You don't see the punts. I think it's actually illegal in the NHL, not in the AHL. That's what I really? read somewhere. I think oh, so. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll move on to our weekly one-timers. Our first weekly one-timer, Mike Smith. Oh, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Mike Smith and Evgeny Malkin had a little chat in their their game uh, between the Oilers and the Penguins. Basically, Evgeny Malkin kind of ran into Mike Smith, and he Mike Smith didn't like it. So Smith went right after him and and really kind of gave it to him pretty good. I thought. I kind of like it. Yeah, I kind of like it. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. I mean, Malkin was probably taking liberties, but every once in a while, you need to reestablish that line. I yeah. think it's a goalie, and and it's nice that it wasn't a uh, the uh, Sharks Joe Thornton. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was Joe Thornton, Peter Mrazek. Yeah, Mrazek just kind of skated up and, like, really didn't want to start anything. But Mike Smith, he, like, he wanted went to after something. him. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, no, well, you're not going to do that. Well, uh, and Mike Smith, he's been known to have some fisticuffs, I think, over the years, too. Like, I think we've seen him actually get in real fights. So, Did your um, grandmother ever tell you Mike Smith stories? Mike Smith had Billy Smith stories. And as a matter of fact, I saw something online comparing the two. Like, they would show back-to-back highlights of both of them <laughs> taking wax at people. And it was like... <laughs> The same mannerisms and everything. There's Interesting. A, there's a lot of uh, similarities between their games, minus the Stanley Cup wins. Has Mike Smith ever had a Gordie Howe hat trick, f- a fight, a goal, and an assist in the same game? I don't think so. But he would probably be the first goalie ever to do that, and theoretically, he could do it, right? Hextall, well, maybe. Hextall. Oh, Hextall, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I don't think Hextall ever had one, did he? Has a goalie so. ever had a Gordie Howe hat trick? I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. Uh, maybe in cool. juniors, though. Possibly. Yeah, that would be cool. I'll research it for next week, guys. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks, Wade. We'll let you thanks, know. Thanks, Wade. Write that down. Our next weekly one-timer. The Mississauga Steelheads of the OHL have an interesting new tradition for uh, when they have their three stars announced at the end of the game. So basically, they set up this like human tunnel out in front of the uh, the bench where the guys come out to like receive their you know their their three star honors, and basically do this like gauntlet thing so that the skater that gets the the star, the first, second, or third star, has to go between all the skaters, all the other players on the team. And all the other players on the team are just trying to trip them, like take them down with their sticks. It's it's, it's pretty awesome. funny. That is awesome. Pretty funny. It's kind of in the vein, I think, of the storm surge, where it's just like something different to do at the end of the game, and and it's hilarious. Like all in this particular game that they, I found a clip of on Twitter. All three of the guys get tripped and go down. Like the one guy, the the number one star, almost makes it all the way through, but all three of them eventually go down. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I liked it a lot. That wraps up this week's weekly one timers. And we close the show with, wait, you have to do the thing. I don't do it on the close. Uh, but I said it. Oh, do you not? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever. We wait. close the show with games on the radar. And yes, this is a little bit shorter episode this week, but it's a holiday week. And we bad. want you to spend time with your family yes, or do whatever exactly, the hell you want exactly, to do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, Wade, what's your game on the radar? Well, of course, I'm going to, again, keep with the Coyotes theme. Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm looking at the Saturday, December 28th game when the Coyotes go to Vegas. Okay. Probably going to be a battle for the lead in the Pacific Division mm-hmm. as it's shaping up. And I think it's kind of what the NHL wanted with the regional rivalry, even though Arizona's probably going to be switching divisions. Yeah. They will be. Yeah. But in the meantime, they still are <laughs> rivals and geographically pretty close. And it'll be a a good test for the new look coyotes. So interesting point there because when we had Jesse Granger on the show who's the, you know, the beat writer for Vegas, he was saying that uh like the NHL and the teams were kind of trying to force feed the fans the Vegas versus Arizona matchup, but nobody really cared that much because really the the rivalry that 
that kind of naturally uh, was formed was San Jose against Vegas, right? right? So do you think that there's more of a rivalry that's like now that Arizona's getting good again? Well, again, have they ever? Yeah, yeah they've yeah, had some good years. Like, do you think that now there's actually like a rivalry that's shaping up that maybe wasn't there before? I think there's always been a rivalry with Arizona okay. side. Okay. I know I've despised them since they've came in. So from your point of view yeah. as a Coyotes fan. Right. Now maybe now that the Coyotes are bringing some skin to the game yeah. that Vegas will jump in on, especially if they're battling for a number one seed mm-hmm. and meet in the playoffs. I think in hockey, the way it's set up, the rivalry is kind of ebb and flow. Sure, sure. Depending on who you're, who you're playing against. Interesting. So in your one year as a hockey fan, you've really noticed that this has changed. Yes. Well, and some, you know, what grandma says. <laughs> right, right, yeah. 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 What you hear from grandma. Uh, okay, my game on the radar is uh, the 29th, which is Sunday. Uh, so, you know, you're kind of in between holidays. You're sitting at home on Sunday, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, ESPN Plus. I don't remember what game I had. I literally didn't write it down. <laughs> Whatever's on ESPN Plus yeah. on Sunday. Just turn it on. <laughs> you're going to love it. Boston Bruins at Buffalo Sabres. We haven't really talked about the Sabres that much, but they're they're having a decent season at 17-13-7. And, seven. and uh, of course, the Bruins, we know, are one of the best teams in hockey with uh, Pasternak, who we've mentioned a few times. And Anyway, that should be a good one. Tune in. What do you got, John? So uh, we talked about World Juniors. So World Juniors is coming up December 26th, so the day after Christmas, if yep. you celebrate it. Right. Um, USA versus Canada is the easy one to pick. It's 10 It's ten a.m. on NHL Network. But I'm kind of intrigued to watch USA versus Germany. Um, I don't know if you remember from Chris Peters. And if you're interested in World Juniors and you missed last week's episode, go back and just listen to the Chris Peters interview. Mm-hmm. Well, and listen to the whole show. Well, it's true, but... I'm, <laughs> I hear you. I'm trying to help them prioritize. Yeah, yeah. But uh, definitely listen to the Chris Peters interview because it was great and broke down a lot of the players. But he talked about Germany being kind of a, a sneaky good team. They're maybe not going to contend for a gold medal. But they've got uh, Moritz Sider, who was drafted by Detroit in the first round. And this new guy, Tim Stutzel. 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 Uh, he should go first round in this year's draft. So Germany, you usually don't expect too much from Germany, but they've they've been kind of performing a little bit better on the world stage. Like they won or they got a silver medal in the Olympics last year. Nobody so threw it away. Nobody threw it away. Yeah, yeah they were pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> so World Juniors, check it out. And on these, uh, these beautiful holiday days, for those of us that celebrate, right, uh, we just want to leave you with some some wisdom from Jeff Ward, who's is he interim coach of the Flames? I think he'd have to be. Have I to be, right? think so, he is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he says offense is like a cat; it comes and goes. Sometimes you lose it for a while, and then it comes back. Well, defense is like your dog; he's loyal. He's always by your side. He's always backing you up. Beautiful words of wisdom there from Jeff Ward. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been fun, Wade. Thank you for being a part of the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me as part of the team. Yeah. Looking forward to going back to my behind-the-scenes role. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, back to, you, you know, you do such hard work there, so we appreciate everything okay. that you do. Uh, listeners at home, we hope that you have just a, a wonderful holiday here if you're celebrating Christmas, if you're celebrating Hanukkah, if you're celebrating literally anything at all. We hope that it's wonderful. And, Festivus. Uh, it, yep, Festivus for the rest of us. Yep. Uh, it's our second Seinfeld reference today. 
Do you have any grievances you want to share with Wade while we're at it? <laughs> not on. No, not, not on, on record. I don't we'll, want we'll yeah, okay. to record it. Like we said, just thank you for everything. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for buying your Crap Weasels t-shirts. They are continuing to fly off the shelves. And uh, hey, and thanks for the review, JF Hockey. You too can uh, leave your five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it for you on the show. Talk to you all next week for episode 67. Thanks so much. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? A star, a star, dancing in the night With a tail as big as a kite With a tail as big as a kite Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy Do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the sky, shepherd boy Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? A song, a song High above the tree With a voice as big as the sea With a voice as big as the sea Said the shepherd boy to the